and welcome to the Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast. This is where we take a deep dive into the challenges and opportunities faced by those who coach in the women's game. I'm Steph Feather and I'll introduce our special guest in just a moment. This podcast accompanies the August issue of Women's Soccer Coaching Magazine, which is available to subscribers right now. We've got the usual practice plans in there, along with some tips from Natalie Doyle on utilising major events, such as the Women's World Cup, to boost participation. We've got five things to include in every session from Sharon Waits, and information on the Girl Power Programme from Khalida Papal. Elsewhere, we've got an article from Kevin Baker discussing how to get girls set up for success off the field. A personal story from Lauren Sellers about how her coaching approach changed when she altered her measurement of success. And thoughts from Susie Stephen on knowing if your session has been a success. The main feature is also on the topic of success. It's an interview with Boston University women's head coach, Casey Brown. Casey is also our podcast guest. I caught up with her to talk about defining success, how her view of success has developed, and the importance of reflection. Katie, welcome to the Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. No, it's it's brilliant to have you. I know you've got a kind of, you've had a bit of a busy day. What does your, what does your week look like right now? Yeah, we're uh, underway with our youth camp right now. So uh enjoying working with the little ones it's uh you know been a very fun fulfilling week but uh yeah and then underneath that all we're starting to kind of feel the real countdown and buzz for for preseason around the corner too so it's been a busy but fun week so obviously preseason is for boston you're the head coach of boston university you're the second head coach in the program's history how much has that kind of given you scope to shape things your way without kind of the weight of history or or tradition? Have you been able to come in quite fresh to that? Yeah, you know, I think I came in, uh, first of all, I I just want to say I'm absolutely um, honored to be the head coach at Boston University. Um, it's a program, I don't think a lot of people can say that, you know, they're the the leader of a program that they actually played for. And I, I feel so... Um, grateful for the experiences I had as a BU women's soccer player um, and obviously got to play under and work with and now can call a friend um, the legendary obviously Nancy Feldman so it's been um, I've had such amazing experiences on different sides and components of the program and so now to be back to be able to uh, lead it myself is obviously everything just kind of really comes full full circle but um, yeah, you know, it's it's such an unbelievable program with obviously such a great, you know, reputation and foundation. And um, obviously, there's so much of that that will continue. And I could say that as an alum and all that. And but all the while, like like any new team, you're you're naturally just going to be yourself. And um, that's all I know how to do. And so with that, we'll obviously continue to be little things that I make my own and that, you know, you kind of put your stamp on with the program. But uh, so fortunate. We have an unbelievable group of girls and um, again, just an unbelievable athletic department. So it's it's been great to really hit the ground running and just continue to build. And the way I look at it is just have a, have a real focus of, um, you know, just trying to get better every day. And tell me if I'm mistaken, but you've got an all-female coaching staff. Yeah, we do. We do. For, for our full-time staff, we do. And, um, you know, I think it, it if that's something that can work out, I think that's great. And I think it allows us 
Um, and I think for for prospects and for our team, and when you have great women in the game, to be able to to model it as something that's always you know pretty special. So it's certainly nice when we could do that. Great. So I'm going to ask you quite a big question. <laughs> you said you know working on getting better every day, and kind of I suppose ultimately becoming successful for for you how do you define success yeah it's a great question um and sometimes I wish I was really you know profound and could so articulate like the best answer ever but um success for me is a process um and it's just it's the process of trying to become great and it's exactly what I said about getting better it's the process of trying to become better every day I think that really is success it's the journey and um, that's how we view it in our program. That's how I try to view it with the way I lead and the way I coach. Um, but really try not to view it as a destination, but a, a journey and a process that we get to go on every day and get to go through with our you know, amazing student athletes. So um, that's sort of the, the perspective of, uh, that I take on it. Do you think that's changed from when you were a player to becoming a coach, how you look at success? Yeah, you know, I think when when you're a player, I think, um, yeah, you know, hope, you really focus so much on those results and those games and those championships, and and obviously, like, listen, I I'm a competitor too as a as the head coach of this program, and we obviously want to compete for championships every year. We want to win games, but I think your your perspective really just broadens when you have those experiences as a player, as a student athlete, and then you kind of go through different coaching ranks and you really see you kind of peel back those layers and honestly you just your perspective widens and broadens and you're able to just kind of see things um with with a bigger perspective in mind so probably you know um and I think that's really good and a healthy mentality to have I think again for me as a leader for our young women I think it's really important to continue to kind of guide them with that perspective because I think it's easy to really fall in those, you know, when the highs are high and the lows are low, like it, we kind of want to have them be a little bit more even keeled and have more of that um, perspective. So that's something that we, we do kind of talk about. So I suppose working with those players now, and, you know, you said you're kind of getting ready for, for preseason, what goes into preseason in terms of goal setting and working out what you want to achieve in the season ahead? Yeah, you know, preseason, I honestly, like, I love preseason. I think it's it's honestly just the absolute best time because you're, it's just, it's the freshness and the start of a new season upon you. I think naturally there's a buzz with that. Um, I think there's always, you know, you got new players that you're trying to bring on board uh, and, and ultimately a new team and identity you're trying to bring together. Um, we certainly value the time we have together off the field, um, as much as on the field, if not more, to be honest with you. And and that's not just tactics or set piece things, but like you said, it's coming together. It's having a really strong identity and it's, it is, it's creating some of those framework for um, goals and, and aspirations you kind of have for the season. I think overarching goal is we want to fulfill our potential. And I think that's part of the challenge of our coaches there, you know, is, we, we've been back to what I said at the beginning. We want to continue to make this group individually and collectively better every single day. It's not a perfect linear process, but that's ultimately what we're trying to achieve. And along the way, and of course, like we have aspirations in this program where we want to win a championship. And 
it's okay to be able to kind of say that in the locker room and, and as a group. And I think they're really motivated to do that. And, you know, again, I've been a part of a lot of success in the BU program as a player playing in four NCAA tournaments. And, you know, as a coaching staff, when I was associate head coach there before we won three championships in a row and advanced in NCAA tournament games. So like, there is definitely a tradition of that. And I think the girls have a real hunger and desire to, to chase that, but, ultimately uh yeah that can kind of be dangled a little bit but we know we're very process oriented uh we don't overlook anyone and we just ultimately try to focus on each session each each opportunity to to grow as a group and do you kind of give the players input into kind of setting goals and setting out what success might be on an individual level for them as well yeah I think you know for me ultimately too and I think just the way I try to focus on leading is is, you know, person over player and really getting, having strong relationships um, with all of our players, getting to know them. And I think when you do that, you can really establish a good relationship and level of trust. And, um, you know, we obviously, we value all of our players um, and want to hear from them. And I think we do a good job of trying to, you know, meet them on their level, meet frequently, have open lines of communication. And I think what's really cool is there's a real buy-in and there's a real collective to what we're trying to chase and i i know and the humility of this group is is um no person is bigger than this program and that's really been a lot of the tradition as well so uh i think there's a lot of unity in, in what we're trying to do which is cool but it they all have their own personalities and they all bring something and i think when you can foster an environment that's um has high standards um has high high aspirations but but also creates an environment where players feel empowered to connect and speak and talk and share and that's how we get stronger ultimately and we know that so we did a ton of that this spring semester and we obviously want to continue um to grow that you know this season ahead where we can kind of have all the individuals you know input and ideas and whatever help make us stronger so uh, i think that's a great point and a big part of the messaging and intent obviously as well you know soccer is a competitive sport and Sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Sometimes we might feel people aren't meeting standards or, you know, something needs to change. I suppose, how do you go about those decisions and, and conversations and try and keep people motivated and still connected to the goal while pushing them to be better? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think what you're mentioning is is always, um, you know, it's a challenge. But I think when you set the right environment, when you have a strong foundation of values and what you're about, there's a lot of, um, even if people are competitors and all want to start or all want to be in the field, unfortunately, that's not a reality because it's also a Division One soccer program. Um, but all we can do is provide an environment where we're giving, you know, transparency and respect and providing an environment where players feel supported and in a space where they can continue to get better. And uh, we, we, co- we coach up every single player. So, you know, whether you're a starter or whether you're a player that might contribute in different ways on the practice field or in a different way on game day, we're going to help just trying to, you know, move your needle further and grow you in areas. And I think we try to provide, again, really open lines of communication of like, these are areas we want to continue to grow in, in your game. And uh, how can we help you get there? Because if, if we just make each player stronger, it's making the whole group better. And you know, I, I want to have to make tough decisions as a coach. I think that means we're doing good things and the players are doing really good things. So I think those are those are all pieces to it. What about for you and your coaching staff then? I suppose, do you set goals for how you want to grow and 
develop as a coach and continue to progress? Yeah, I think, you know, what's really unique about this, the style of the college season is uh, you got to do, I even feel like this just as a head coach too, going from an assistant to a head coach and my progression throughout is like, you got to spend a lot of time thinking and knowing your why and why you're doing what you're doing. And I think I spend so much more time now reflecting than ever. Um, And I think that's such an important process to coaching and trying to get better is because it's so easy to lose yourself in the rhythm of a season, let's say, or, you know, I'm in game mode, so I'm preparing for a game, I'm playing for a game, recovering, and then I'm already thinking about the next one. It's so easy to kind of get into that cycle and naturally so, but I really try to, you know, find times and plan times where I, I get more reflection time of like, you know, we try to have better, you know, processes in place of like, okay, even how we analyze post-game you know, an assessment of how we did or areas or players or, you know, things we can kind of continue to grow in and, and really use that as drivers, you know, for each week. So I think there's a lot of like zooming out and 30,000 foot view perspective and reflection time that I try to have. And then you obviously do have to be in the weeds too and be able to kind of pick out pieces that you can continue to grow your team with. But I think the re- reflection piece is a, is a huge part of of what we do. And I think each semester is a good opportunity for an even longer reflection of like, okay, what were we good at this year? Cause sometimes you need to be able to step away from it to be able to really have a good, honest, um, you know, conversation about all that. But um, yeah, I think it's a hugely important part of the process um, is staying fresh and growing and, and questioning things um, that you do. I think, you know, that can be a really healthy thing. If you have all these cookie cutter things and you're just like, yep, it's all in play and every year to the exact same this and that, you know, I don't think that's a super healthy um, type of approach to getting better every day. And so it's a little bit of, you know, this and that reflecting and, and just trying to grow each each week, each season, each year. Yeah, I love the cookie cutter analogy. You won a lot of kind of individual accolades when you were a player and you had a lot of your team last season had some kind of individual honours. What value do you place on individual honours and how do you make sure that's kind of balanced with the team cohesion and the team spirit and team success? Yeah, to me, the way I view it is um, if we're if we're getting recognised for individual honours, that means our team's doing something well because um, our team needs to do well for those individual honours to happen. And um, so I think that's a, a piece of it. So we always make make time to properly acknowledge those individuals. It's not something we just say, oh, that doesn't matter at all, because it's it's a great, it's something to be proud of. And it's a, uh, a great, you know, there's a great honors and accolades to be able to share with everyone. So we always make a point, you know, within the locker room of when we reach those accolades or milestones of, of acknowledging them and celebrating them. And I think, again, that's a really like healthy mentality to sort of have with it. And then, you know, once we celebrate it, we know it's also not all defining and that those individual players know it's not all defining and um, we continue to move forward. But I always say when, when we announce those that they know the reason they're getting that is obviously for some of those um, performances or seasons or stretches they put together in the context of having a great team. And that's um, whether it's you're making them better every day in the training ground or we're finding success as a team, it's all uh, ingredients to them, you know, being recognized. So. I think that's a, a hugely important point to always have with it. You were incredibly successful in your in your previous role. The Holy Cross team posted the highest grade point average in program history in 2019. 
Um, and you also instituted a new community service program that resulted in the most service hours of all D1 women's soccer programs. I suppose, why is academic success and community involvement also so important to you? And, and how do you bring that to life in your teams and get your players to buy into it? Yeah, it's, um, you know, thank you for mentioning that. And, um, you know, my, I was a head coach of Holy Cross and you kind of mentioned some of those accolades there within our team. And then I was the head coach um, at University of Pennsylvania at UPenn and then was obviously just hired back at BU. And and similarly, like for an example, the past three semesters, my team, we've had the highest GPA in the athletics department for the past three semesters. That's something to celebrate. That's something to acknowledge. And I think all those pieces, what that just says to me is like value system. Like what are we about? And I think I view my role as so much more than just a soccer coach doing X's and O's in their office. But the reason why I love being in this game and being a division one women's soccer coach and working with 18 to 22 year olds is I love helping young women become the best version of themselves. So I really try to make sure we prioritize having an environment, a culture and a program that helps these young women and stands for so much more than just their soccer, but um, helps them grow as communicators, as leaders that cares about the environment and community around them that wants to excel and, and cares how they do in the classroom and takes a pride in that. Those things all matter to, to me and uh, to the players that make up our program and to our alums and, and all of that. So we really try to walk the talk and, uh, you know, not always just be a hashtag, but really be about it and make sure these players, um, you know, are practicing and valuing um, things in those different spaces, like you said, academically, first and foremost, but also in the community as well. Suppose when you say walking the talk, do you think it's important to be fallible as a coach as well and to show that you don't always get things right and, the, and that we're growing together? A hundred percent. That's what I think is part of being authentic, to be honest. And I think, you know, you're a human being. And I think as a coach, if you're a leader, and I think, like you said, if you can um, be honest about stuff, as you can show vulnerabilities, if you can take your own accountability and stand up in moments when you're when you don't quite get it right or, or wanted something to come across differently, that you kind of own it. I think players respect that a bit more. and. Um, I think you're being more authentic if if you can kind of portray that level of um, accountability and vulnerability and just honestly being a human being. And I think that really resonates. And I think more than ever, um, people really care about uh, what you're about and what you kind of show as a person. And um, I know that goes a long way and we're very relationship based anyways. So I think that's a great point and something that you know, it's important to be mindful is you're not always going to get it right uh, 10 times out of 10. So, you know, finding the level of of trust that they have in you, but also, um, you know, humility and vulnerability when appropriate, because that's that's part of it, too. And do you think, because I know you have a, a bachelor's degree in communication, do you think some of that has shaped how you communicate with your players and, and who you are as a coach? You know, uh, perhaps I think I think the education I had at BU was obviously unbelievable for a lot of different reasons. I think part of the some of the specificity of my degree in, in communication is is honestly, I think, helped me try to just be a 
a better communicator in front of others. And I, I think a big part of coaching is communication is, is how do you, how do you make people feel? Um, how do you make people understand different things? And I think communication is vital. So um, the better you could be at it, the more effective I think you can be as a coach. So I've, I've taken a lot of that of ways I can be more, a more effective communicator ultimately, and therefore hopefully things translate a little bit better. Um, but yeah, it's, I think that certainly helped help shape a lot of what I do. I think you've done a really great job of kind of getting across who you are as a coach. And, you know, we, we started by saying you've done a, a camp with, with kids you know that's what we've been doing this week how, <laughs> how much does you know who you are as a coach translate into that environment what changes what's the same um how do you see it differing from your role with the with the um older team so like when I'm working with you can't to work with my women's side yeah exactly um uh, let's see I think we have a little like a dose more of a you know coach Casey kind of fun in the week of you camp but no we bring we bring the same level of fun listen like you said I I love the game I love coaching I love and this is the other part too like even working this youth camp is I'm not only working my staff but I'm working with players on our BU team who are helping and coaching that that's the best for me that is just so much fun um it's it's cool to be in a honestly in an environment with them like this and they help work some of our other clinics that's just we get to kind of um not be in this like high strung competitive environment where we get to see them kind of uh teach it too and teach the game and have their own kind of coaching voice like it's so much fun for me to be able to witness that too but it's just it's pure enjoyment i would just say um a big part of kind of who i am is 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 part of my passion is I love what I do and I love the game like I said so uh I I bring a lot of passion and energy into the way I coach and um I would say that's consistent so what I'm bringing to the youth camp is the same kind of level of passion I'm bringing to you know the BU practice that'll happen in a couple weeks um the focus might be a little bit more advanced or different but um yeah I love what I do and I think passion's a huge driver for me Final question then, I suppose just more on the tactical side. What how do you set your team up to play? What do you see as your team identity and how, how do you want to see them present on the pitch? Yeah, I think you know, we part of the challenge every preseason is like, okay, figuring out all these new pieces where how you're gonna put them together and and what does that maybe look like? And you see different on-field relationships and stuff like that. But I think what we try to have more or less be consistent throughout the program as you kind of go is is a style and I think we like to think uh in possession we're certainly a team that values having the ball wants to impose ourselves um to other teams with the ball and would say we're very much like a possession for penetration team and that we want to build and advance the ball through the thirds um and you know look to do that with a mentality of like when it's forward on and I think we have players that are comfortable under pressure on the ball technically and some creativity and dynamicism up top so we can kind of score in some different ways but I would be remiss um, if I also don't say as part of our style is out of possession which is we hope to always show a real discipline and grittiness and and real level of organization um, from the top down in terms of the way we defend and press and 
you know, the desire to not really give away anything for free. So I think there's a real strong sense of um, defensive pride that we have as well. I thought you would mention that. I thought I'm not going to have to ask it to mention defense. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was a center back. I, I I have to say those things. So, <laughs> but, but no, that's brilliant, Casey. Look, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I think you've given so much food for thought there to the coaches listening. So I really appreciate your time. No, my pleasure. This has been a real treat. So thank you so much for all you guys do for the game and and for bringing me on. I really enjoyed this. That was the voice of Casey Brown. Boston University women's head coach. Thanks to Casey for her time and thanks to you for listening to the Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast. Don't forget the August issue of Women's Soccer Coaching is available now to subscribers. Visit womensoccercoaching.com to subscribe. I'm Steph Fairbairn. Thanks again for listening to the Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast. Podcast.